up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 19 of the Plotscast. I'm your host, Peter Bessie, joined today by my friend, Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show, boys. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Are you kidding me? It's a yeah. Pokemon Direct Day, Steve. It's, it's very, <laughs> been a very exciting. We are recording the first part of this show <laughs> in a pre-Pokemon Direct world. So by this time, by the time you're listening to this, in the future... I already know what happened. I know what what Gen 8's called. We know that they have confirmed Pokemon Snap 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pokken Tournament. <laughs> Don't forget Pokken Tournament. Pokken Tournament 2. Like, it's going to be a great day in about two hours. I'd love a Pokemon Snap 2, though. Oh, I'd, go, yeah. I'd be down for Pokemon Snap. To be honest, I'd, I'd, that would make such a good mobile game. It'd be better for Switch, because you've got, like, full-on oh, yeah, Celeromater and yeah. Gyroscope. It'd be yeah. perfect. Yeah. You can me, you know how easy it would be, like, make that, like, a solid $20 game, and then just release, like, DLC packs for each new region with a couple mm-hmm. maps. And to play it docked, it comes with a little, uh, you can get a little peripheral that's like a little camera that, you know, it's basically like the Pokeball with just one button on the top, and you, like, tilt yeah. it. Or you could just use, uh, you know, your Pro Controller or, like, a Joy-Con and, like, tur- physically oh, turn yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But mm. I would say, like, the real, like, the, you know, the intellectual way to play it would be you just sit in, like, a spinny wheelie chair with your <laughs> Switch and just pretend that you're in this the the thing, the weird, like, <laughs> thing that they had the kids sit in. Oh, no, 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 no. Labo kit. So you can actually build a big, chunky oh, Pokemon oh, camera. Oh, my God. I would, <laughs> I would definitely buy that and cover my chair in, in cardboard to make one of those stupid things. You can make little cardboard like Bulbasaur and stuff with QR codes in that the IR <laughs> oh, camera yeah, can read. Oh yeah, the IR camera picks up. That'd be so cool. Love it. But yeah, so I, obviously we're all excited to talk about Pokemon. Uh, there's few things that get me as excited as news about a new generation of Pokemon games. So I think the only thing that could bring me down right now is if they don't <laughs> reveal Gen 8 at all. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? What would you do if he just walks out and then you just see it kind of replicate itself with the Metroid announcement, where it's like, "We're really sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> we're taking it away from Game Freak and we're giving it to creatures." Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I think that would give me a lot of mixed emotions because the idea of someone else making a core Pokemon game, it's like, well. That might not be the worst thing in the world. I love Game Freak, don't get me wrong, but they have sold me the same game about ten times in a row now. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you're going to still buy it. If this yeah. is Pokemon Let's Go 2, you're probably still going to buy it. Yeah, I'm a mark, Steve, and I don't I don't appreciate you throwing that in my face. <laughs> Seeing as we don't know what it's about yet, I'm going to throw some questions out initially. I know this is totally taking us off track, but I'm just curious. <laughs> Would you rather have... Pokemon Amiibo figures or Pokemon NFC cards? Amiibo figures. Ooh. I I would like to say Amiibo figures, but, like, there's, like, 800 Pokemon, dude. There's going to be, like, 1,000 after this next game. Like, they can't... If they put out an Amiibo of every single one of those, I'm pretty sure my girlfriend will leave me. (laughs) (laughs) There's only a few I want, though. I want Snorlax. I think Porygon would be awesome. Pikachu, obviously. Blastoise, the gentleman's mm. answer. <laughs> oh, would you do one for every evolution as well? Oh my god, you'd have to. Yeah, you'd you could do them like Transformers, where you twist them and they evolve. <gasps> <laughs> I'd be you genius. Got... It's cards. I'm just cards. It needs to be <laughs> cards. 
<laughs> they could do. They should do the um the the stones that you use to evolve certain things, and you have to use those, and then you put them on the NFC reader, and then that's what evolves your Pokemon. No, that's that'd be quite clever, actually. Are you trying to? Ju- do, why don't you just take my wallet and light it on fire, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, make them transformers with evolutionary stones. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> I already. I I must have. I must have a hundred amiibo at this point. I don't even know. Jeez. I have like the entire Smash oh roster, my God. like p- give or take ten hangers on, like Golden Mario and shit. I can't. They can't put out a thousand more amiibo. I'm gonna die. <laughs> You're saying this, and you've got two amiibo that you've clearly just bought right next to you, stacked on the table in their boxes. <laughs> there are four pixel. There's four. Jeez. I got King K. Rule. I got. I got Petey Piranha. <laughs> Piranha Plant, he's not Petey Piranha (laughs) (laughs) He would be if he transformed Sorry, I meant Petey's Piranha Okay, yeah Yeah, Yeah. that works Alright, so in the interest of actually getting this show going uh, Let's talk about what we're playing this week Because I have been playing Wargroove And oh my god, that game has taken over my life Well, you, you said yesterday you got drunk during the day and you were playing Wargroove. And I yeah. was like, how the fuck was he playing Wargroove drunk? Because that's one of the hardest games I've ever played. <laughs> it, I, I'll tell you what, Steve. It was a mixed bag. <laughs> so it was my girlfriend's birthday the week prior. So we had like a bunch of uh, like she lives with two of my best friends and another one of our friends came down and we all hung out at their apartment for the weekend and like made brunch and got day drunk together for like two days in a row and like we had several moments where i was like literally living the nintendo switch pitch commercial where i was like (laughs) oh my god i'm with a bunch of hip young millennials and we're all sitting in a room together playing our own switch device (laughs) um so i decided i was gonna jump into wargroove and as the day went on and I got more drunk, I hit a point where I was like, this game is so fucking hard. Like, it's so hard. And I thought, you know what? I'm drunk. Maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it down for a little bit and I'll come back with a clear head and it'll get easier. It did not, Steve. Honestly, being drunk just made it easier for me to process the sheer loss of life. When your dogs run away. I love how they're the only unit that you don't see die. I know, just, I'm so they glad sleep. they did that. Can you imagine seeing a dog die? It'd be devastating. And he just runs yeah. off. <laughs> but uh, Wargroove is exceptional. Mm-hmm. I'm having so much fun with it. It's better than I even thought it would be. And my, my hopes were pretty high. Like, seeing just how much people have really, like, flocked to it. And, I like, obviously you are a big fan, Steve. I really like that they didn't pull any punches. In terms of the difficulty, because like it's frustratingly hard sometimes, but I really appreciate like having to play the levels over and over again until I realize like, oh, this is the strategy. Like these are the units I need. This is where I need them, you know, and like actually beating the level like feels like a triumph, you know. Um, So I- I'm having a really great time with it. I'm finding it to be a really rewarding game. How are you how are you playing? Are you going off on all the side quests or are you just doing the main line and then gonna go off and do those afterwards? I've been doing all the side quests. I encountered the first side quest where I was like, fuck it, this is too hard. I'm gonna come mm-hmm. back to this later, which was I don't know how far you are in the game. But uh, I've I, I have no idea. I I know I've 
gone into the forest and I fought those tree people. And Did you get past that? I think a little bit, yeah. Okay, so you probably know what I'm talking about because it's, I think, the first side quest in Chapter 3, I want to say, where, like, you play as Caesar, the dog. Oh, and, yeah, like, that one was so difficult. Where all of the thieves are coming in to try mm-hmm. and, like, s- s- attack that town. I was like, this is unreal. Like, how many units they're spawning. I have no idea how I'm supposed to deal with this. I found the one with the tree people pretty difficult as well because those tree guys are so hard to kill. Dude, I got stuck on that one. The first one where you fight, like, the, the boss tree guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, this is it. I, that was the one I was trying to play while drunk. Oh, no. I was like, this is impossible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you haven't checked out Wargroove yet, like Pixel, I don't think you picked it up yet, right? I haven't yet, no. I highly recommend giving it a shot. Like, if you're at all into tactical RPGs, like, it's super fun, the story's cute, it's funny, the characters are really charming, like, overall, it's a really good package. It's 100% just Advance Wars, though. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, that's what they... That's what they sold it as, so, mm-hmm. like, I'm not upset about that. There hasn't been an Advance Wars game since the DS, and it wasn't very good, so <laughs> I'm about it. How, how long's like, the main campaign in it? Because that's the thing I'm sure on time to play all these games. I've heard that it's, like, 50 hours, but yeah. I think that's because the game is hard. I okay. actually think the 50 hours is if you complete every mission as you go, and it includes the arcade mode as well. Right. But if you're not very good at the game, it's going to be very, very long. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I have to find out how many chapters there are, because I'm in chapter three, and I feel like the story's moving along. Okay. So, Steve, you've been playing two games this week, mm-hmm. uh, Civilization VI, mm-hmm. which we know you're a big fan of, you were very excited when this was coming to Switch, and another game that I have no idea what it is, called Seven Billion Humans. What's what? that one about? Is that on your neither list? Of you, neither of you know what this is, right? I have no, no idea. idea. Have you heard of a game called Human Resource Machine? Uh-huh. No. Okay. Have you heard of a game called World of Goo? Yes. Okay. Well, it's by the people that made both Human Resource Machine and World of Goo. And essentially, I think it speaks to me because I'm a programmer. It's basically a game where there are programming puzzles. So you control, you're you're like a robot, I think, that is controlling humans to do tasks in the same way that you do in Human Resource Machine. But rather than in Human Resource Machine, which was based on assembly... Uh, which is machine code, this is like its own programming language. So you start off with really basic stuff like step forward, pick up a block, and put down a block, and that's basically what you get. But then it opens up and you get conditional statements. So you could say, if the the space to my left is a, a hole, or if then don't walk that way and walk right, or if the space to my left is a cube, pick that up and, and take it somewhere else. Then you get like calculations, so you can do mathematics with these blocks, and then now I've moved on to events, which is like um, I can get one one of the people to tell another person to do something. So one of them listens, it stops the program for a moment, and then moves on. Sounds really, really dull, but I'm having an absolute blast this with it. This looks awesome. I'm just looking at it now. It looks it's, so good. It's really fun. <laughs> me, and my, me and my friend, there, there are um, uh, many challenges for each one. So the main... Um, some of the, the early ones are really easy, but then there are individual like challenges. One, you have to do them a specific number of tasks. So it will be like you've got five, you have to do it in five steps, and some of those are really really difficult. And then there's the speed one. So if you if it's running in a, a loop, because you can do loops where it jumps from one part of the program to the other, that's slower than if you do the command separately. So it might take you really long 
to put all the commands in, like step left, step right, and do them all manually, but it will execute a lot quicker than if you had conditional statements in all of them. So those two, those two mini challenges can't really be done at the same time. Like it's either going to be a short number of steps that it takes to do the program, or the program's going to be done in a really, really quick uh, length of time. And some of those are really difficult. Me and my, uh, me and my friend, who's also a programmer, spent like three hours trying to do one of these challenges and we just couldn't we just could not get the speed to be quick enough we just could not figure out how to do it it was really embarrassing that two two professional programmers just cannot cannot figure out these challenges absolutely infuriating I bet you're there on stack overflow you? <laughs> seven billion humans <laughs> it's really fun if you're at all into logic puzzles or programming i recommend it i'm probably going to go back to a human resource machine when i'm done um, it's entirely motion controls or touchscreen. So you use one Joy-Con to like move a cursor around on the screen. It very much feels like a Wii. And then you move okay. the steps with the cursor. And you can center it on the screen at any time by pressing the plus or minus button, depending on what controller you've got in your hand. I was just reading the uh, the pitch for it, and <laughs> one of their points is incomprehensible cutscenes. You will be delighted and bewildered. Yeah, there's like <laughs> randomly in between each of the like phases... So I'm on phase four or five, and within there, there's like 10 stages on the phases. Um, there's like random cutscenes. One of them was just like robots doing an aerobics class. It was just like <laughs> absolutely bizarre. I had no idea what was going on. And then it just carries on with the next step. Amazing. There's no real story to the game. It's just these puzzles that are presented to you. But it's got quite a lot of humor in it. And it's really, it's really quite cool. Sounds cute. I will definitely not be playing it if you, an actual <laughs> programmer, are having trouble with it, though. Because when I tried to learn how to do programming in college... I hated it. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me of a programming language called Scratch. I don't know if either of you know that. Yeah. I worked I worked in Java. Oh, okay. God. Well, Scratch was developed at MIT, and it's a, a programming language that uses a, a blocks to build. You don't type anything out, and they use it to teach kids uh, programming. So it teaches you the logical steps. So it might be like there's like a little car on the screen, and you have to make it go from one side to the left while going around an obstacle so it'd be like move right move right go up and then eventually it adds conditions and things like that and so it's, it's very similar to that but this gets very hard very quickly once they start adding steps in there's one of the levels that i'm still stuck on which is a multiplication table so it's like zero to nine Ugh. on one side and zero to nine <laughs> along the top and you have to you have to make all the numbers in the grid match the rows on the outside so naught to nine naught to nine with just God. a simple conditional statement and a simple loop and some steps, and that's basically all you've got. So I guess, yeah, like I said, it's it's uh, it's, it's probably one mainly aimed at programmers, but I think if uh, if if it works for me in Pixel, then it might might be um, something that other people are interested in. Combining two of my favorite things: feeling inadequate <laughs> and math. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, the other game I've been playing, I've been playing a lot of Civ Six. I only picked this up on Sunday, I think, or maybe Monday. We're recording this on Wednesday. And I put it in. I didn't expect really to play much of it. And the next thing I know, I look up and I've lost three hours of the evening, just Ooh. gone. I was just like, what the hell? So <laughs> I was, uh, I'm on, I'm still in my first match. I'm on turn 175 of 500. And I've played for about three and a half, four hours. Japan has just turned on me, so I'm not very happy. Cause we were, I was, a, I, I was an ally with them, and we went to war against France to take her down. As soon as he had taken over France, he instantly turned on me, 
and now he's trying to take me down. So it's not not in a particularly good good mood with Japan. France is busy spreading around her religion everywhere. So that's not great. I started my own religion. So then she denounced me immediately because I was trying to spread my religion in her cities. It's not, it's, not, it's not particularly going well at the moment. I don't think I'm going to win this one, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Steve is a master of international diplomacy. <laughs> Neither of you really played Civ, right? Oh, I think I, you've played Civ, Pete. I've, I've played a little bit of Civ. Uh, there was the console one that came out a few years ago that was like free on Xbox games with gold. Re- Revolutions. Yeah. yeah, I played that one a bit. And then I played Civ uh, 5 for like the tiniest bit of... I played like two mm-hmm. matches, you know? So like... I, I know the basics of Civ, and I like it quite a bit, but I've always been out of sync with it, because, like, at the times where my friends were most actively playing and I didn't own a copy, and then I got one, like, right as everybody was kind of, like, okay, getting yeah, off yeah. of it, you know? So I was like, eh, okay, I got I got a taste. Yep. And then Civ Six was, like, a similar thing where everyone's like, oh, it's okay right now, but nobody buys Civ at launch. It gets really good, like, a year in or whatever. Yeah, the, the expansions in. just come out on PC and changes go. a lot of stuff. That one is coming to the Switch, as pay, I think, as paid DLC. So it might be worth waiting for that. But I think at the moment there's enough in there if you're a Civ fan and you want it portably. It runs so well on the Switch. Really? Full touchscreen controls. You don't even need to touch the Joy-Cons when you're playing it handheld if you don't awesome. want to. You can like pinch and zoom and move around and tap units and make them go to places, do, go through all the menus and do whatever you want. Is there two-player local? There's two-player local. There's no online multiplayer. That's okay. Yeah, I might get this. I think I could see this being a fun thing to play with, uh, with my girlfriend and her roommates. It just seems like another complete time sink to me. It is. It is, a, yeah. it is a complete time sink, yeah. It is. That's why I'll only play it if I'm socializing. Like, if it's a thing I'm going to play with friends as, like, a... The point isn't really to play games. It's to talk to my friends. Like... Yeah, yeah. I'll do that, you know? It's like a game of Risk. You never really finish it. I always yeah. finish Risk. You do you? Well, they can last for days. You just carry on playing. And... Uh, my, my games of Risk last a few hours at most. I can, I the can. The Game of Thrones board game last days. Oh, no. Oh, I've never God. played that. That's like next level Risk. It's ridiculous. Oh, I would love to try that. So yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Risk. Uh, all right. So, Pixel, you... Me? Didn't play anything this week. Uh, I did, but I can't talk about it again. Well, not yet. <laughs> I could talk a bit about Toe Jam and Earl now because this will be coming out afterwards. But honestly, I haven't put that much time into it yet. It's a decent callback to the original game, though. I'll be honest, I'm enjoying it. But awesome! If you didn't really like like the Sega games, then mm, it, it, you probably won't like the new ones. It's either. the same game with new paint. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. You also put out a, a pretty substantial feature this week, which I I will say made it to the front page of our Nintendo. No big deal. Uh, about <laughs> How to identify a fake Switch dock. Yeah, so they started making fake Switch docks that look pretty much identical to the original ones, which is pretty scary. Especially seeing as like in the UK, you can't really buy new docks anywhere, so you are relying on either importing, which is where I got mine from, or eBay, which is probably an extremely risky move now. So here's what I'm going to suggest to our listeners at home in the UK. Or, or anywhere in the in, in Europe if you're having trouble getting a dock. What you're going to do, you're going to go to Twitter. You're going to follow at loud underscore Pete. You're going to get in my <laughs> DMs. 
and you're going to hit me up. I have a side business, Crazy Pete's Discount Switch Docks. I will <laughs> mail you a Nintendo Switch Dock at a very reasonable markup. <laughs> very reasonable markup. Just six multi-packs of uh, arrows, right? <laughs> oh, it's scary, though, you know, because um, they, they've got, yeah. like, generic um, boards in them, but the boards have been tweaked to fit the dock perfectly. So it's the only real sign is to open it up and see the actual board inside. And when you open it, it's like immediately obvious that this is some cheap knockoff board. But how many people are actually going to do that? I bought a dock from Pixel a few weeks ago, and I haven't checked it. Now I'm curious, did he just dish me out the, the cheap Chinese import one that he got? Or is it, have, I got the official, have I got an official one? You've got an there? official one. Should I should I, I shouldn't be worried that every time I put it in it's gonna just explode. No, no, you're good. I wouldn't do that to you. I need you to review stuff. <laughs> it happened with pro controllers, like I've seen fake pro controllers with the actual Nintendo logo stamped on now, which is even more concerning. But the switch docks, straight from the get go, they're fully labelled up, same materials. The only thing I've really spotted was a little symbol on the bottom of the uh dock just wasn't as detailed because they obviously claimed the mold from an official dock and it's not being able to replicate that really fine line if you if you were out and about and you were shopping though and you wouldn't you wouldn't know to look. no not at all you wouldn't have a chance in hell of being able to spot which was which yeah so definitely scary um so i just kind of wanted to throw that in there today as like a psa for you to go check out the article and uh make sure you do your research uh, before you buy a secondhand switch dock yeah, if you've bought a Switch dock off eBay, then read the article, check the images, and check your dock because, you know, it's not worth taking the risks, and the sooner you know, the sooner you can send it back. Yeah, better to do that than brick your Switch. Mm -hmm. So if you want to let us know what you're playing this week or uh, comment on this or, you know, any other episode of the podcast, remember you can visit us at loopots.com. <clears throat> Hit us up at twitter.com slash loopots, at loopots on Twitter. Visit our brand new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash loopots. Uh, give us a like or subscribe over on youtube.com slash loopots because you can listen to this show there again because someone's not stonewalling us. <laughs> Pixel. Yeah, yeah every so single episode of Potscast is now on YouTube as well, and it will be going forward. So if you prefer YouTube, go to YouTube. You can listen to it all there. So if you're listening to this episode on YouTube, make sure you give us a like, subscribe to the channel, and click that notification bell so that you know when our videos go live. I know we've been a little quiet on YouTube lately, but we've got some cool stuff in the works. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously launching a Twitch channel and trying to keep up with all the hot Nintendo news uh, has been slowing us down a little bit in the YouTube department. But we've got some good stuff planned for 2019, so you're going to want to go uh, keep it tuned over there. And then last but not least, if you want to write into the show, you can hit us up at potscast at loopots.com. That's P-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at loopots.com. And uh, let us know what you're thinking. And if you want to support the show, uh, remember to give us a like on your platform of choice. You know, follow the show. And last but not least, uh, share it with your friends. If you got a friend out there who's a Nintendo fan who you think would enjoy our fine weekly podcast, uh, let them know we're out here and that you're enjoying what we do. All right, so out. Uh, oh my god, I almost just went to out this week. Out Why this did I week, do that? we've got some news. <laughs> just you just cannot wait, can you? you just cannot I wait can't. to get 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 rid of us. It's like I don't want to talk about this crap. <laughs> Let's go get <laughs> Pokemon. No, 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 no. We do. We have we have a pretty good news list this week. Uh, like I said at the top, we're going to be talking about the Pokemon Direct after 
it's happened because at this point it's still we, we haven't watched it yet. Uh, but kicking off the news list this week is some bittersweet news that Reggie Fields-Ame of Nintendo of America is retiring as president. Uh, so this is obviously news that I think had a pretty big emotional reaction because Reggie is one of the few figures in the gaming industry that I feel like has never been polarizing. Like, everybody loves Reggie. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's, you know... He released a great video on Twitter thanking the fans and celebrating his, like, 15 years at Nintendo. Um, and he's leaving for good reason. You know, he's leaving on his own terms. He's ready to retire, spend more time with his family and his friends, and, you know, um, maybe actually getting to play some video games. So I'm happy for him, but I am very sad to see him go. I'm sad that we will no longer be graced with his his presence. Do you know, do you know what the worst bit about it is? All those hype train memes with his face on the front, now all have to be redone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was so meme-worthy as well, the number of, like, clips. My favourite one's, like, the one where he's tapping his wrist for the watch. Yeah, he's doing the watch! That's my favourite. Yeah, he he was a meme factory. Like, every time he was in a video, there was something. I love that when they did the Odyssey reveal and him in the the cappy hat. (laughs) He's such a good sport about everything. It was like he always he always did those goofy videos for the fans. It was great. Yeah, and like he was one of the only like higher ups at Nintendo that would like go be in people's YouTube videos and mm-hmm. like, you know, like he was always down for the joke, you know, and and to commit to the bit. And you got to respect it, you know? He'd been with Nintendo what was it 15 years? Yeah, yeah. it was since the GameCube Game Boy Advance era. That's absolutely crazy. And, like, that too, man, like, he was there through the highs of, like, the Wii and, like, the DS and the the abysmal lows of the Wii U. <laughs> you know? Uh, maybe that's what made him retire. He just needed to get a Switch out and go, that's it, I'm not having another Wii U. Yeah. Right. I'm leaving while we're on top! <laughs> when was his first appearance? It was E3, right? The DS E3? I, yeah, I want to say that was, like, his first big like public appearance yeah where he came on stage he just had to make games take names and kick some ass or whatever he said (laughs) (laughs) that's how he lived his life man did you see all those uh those quotes going around there was a thread i was reading the other day where it was like how every time after that one um direct with the the robot chicken stuff Mm. whenever somebody would bring up mother three he would make jokes about his laser vision (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah so it it, overall obviously like this this is it's good news i'm happy for him it's a bittersweet moment though it's he's definitely a presence that i will miss in 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 all of nintendo's events and especially like as the president of nintendo of america he was very close to my heart but I, I, yeah, I do just want to like again just thank him for his service and and give credit where credit is due because I think a lot of people think of him as you know the character that he was and don't really think about how much he did for mm-hmm. Nintendo as as a president and how much he expanded Nintendo's presence in America during his time as president because you know North America is like I think I think their biggest market in terms of I feel like the most switches have been sold in the states. Uh, and that's in no small part to Reggie, I think, really 
expanding the company's reach here where it was already pretty established. So yeah, great work, Reggie. And I hope you enjoy retirement. I hope this isn't the last you see of you as a public figure. I want Reggie to start his own Twitch channel. I hope he just like <laughs> randomly comes on during E3. Just wanders yeah. on. At least during a treehouse session. I, I do want to see him at E3. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, I, I would also love it. I would love if they did like a cut to like, oh, like, and here we go to Nintendo of America president Reggie feels a May. And it's like him just like in his bathrobe, like doing the Ferris Bueller where he's like, what are you doing? I'm fired. Get out of here. Go home. And he just sits down and picks up a Nintendo controller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if they if he comes back to do one announcement, it's got to be Mother 3. It just has to be. If they ever announce Mother 3, Reggie has to do it. That would be fantastic. It's, I think it's worth saying that the person that's taken over from him is the current VP of Sales and Marketing, and his name is Doug Bowser. Doug I Bowser. Don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone could have a more fitting name to take over the... Uh, <clears throat> He only Unless recently his name was like it, Mario he? Bowser, then maybe. I w- it was so funny, man. I uh, m- a friend of mine made a joke. Like Reggie said the thing where he's like, "Who with a name like Bowser, who could be better to give the keys to the Nintendo Castle?" And he and my friend goes, "Literally anyone." <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? That's your most notorious villain. If he uh, legally changes his name to Doug Mario, then I'm okay with it. Did you see that picture of when he first joined and he had? Luigi and Mario tied up with a GameCube controller cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't see that. Oh, so good. Yeah, and I, I know he's been uh, Reggie's apprentice basically for the last like four years. So I uh, I think we're being left in capable, if not suspectly named hands. So best of luck to you, Doug. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. All right, so next up, we've got a game called Baba Is You launching on March 13th. So right around the corner. Uh, Pixel, you were really excited about this one, right? I'm so excited for Baba is You. So you basically play as a little character called Baba, or you start off playing as a character called Baba. He's like a little... Would you say he's a hamster? He looks kind of like a hamster. He looks kind of like a hamster. And um, the, the premise of the game is you can adjust the rules of the world by moving blocks that represent things in the world. So, for example, you start off with Baba is You, and the two blocks are Baba and You. If you move the word Baba and put something else there, for instance, wall, then wall is you, and then you start controlling the wall rather than Baba. Oh, okay. So you take on the roles of any object in the game by moving the available blocks around, and you have to solve the puzzles by interacting with the world by being the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, it looks really cool. I'm just I was just watching the trailer and there's like a section where he needs to get across from the lava and it says lava is hot and then he changes it to lava is melt and then the lava just just melts away and he can walk through the mm-hmm. uh, through through where it was. It's such a clever concept and I can I can imagine how many little easter eggs that have been put into this game for when you just mix things up the wrong way and like mm-hmm. the hilarious outcomes that could possibly happen. It's- I don't know, I've been hyped for it for ages, and they delayed the initial release. And I was like, oh no, because it was supposed to be released last year. And then it got moved to this year, and I was DMing him on Twitter going, when's it coming out? I want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) And then they finally announced it's coming out on March 13th, so I'm so hyped for that game. You'll be picking it up day one then. I have a review code for it already, so... (laughs) 
Yeah. You have to write a review for this one. I really want to see. I hundred percent will be. See what it is. But uh, yeah, so March thirteenth, right around the corner. I will probably be checking this one out too. It looks really cool. Very unique. I can see this making like my top games of two thousand and nineteen list. Although there's a lot mm. of Nintendo titles coming out, so it'll be a it'll be hard picking. I mean, last year you put like eight indie games on, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> either. <laughs> Visually, looking at Baba, it. Reminds me of the cover for the for Famitsu that um with the annoying dog on the, the Undertale Garden. So funny! <laughs> it just looks like it's been drawn in paint. Like, can you imagine like the editor's face when he goes, "Oh, can you do the cover art for Famitsu?" Yeah, sure. Just draws a little dog really quickly. There you go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I'm busy. I've got to finish Delta Rune." Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh my god, I want a copy of that magazine so badly. Pretty sure you can import them on Amazon. Can you? Or, you know, what's up, PlayAsia, is it? They do importing stuff as well. You can probably yeah. get it from there. You can buy directly from um, Amazon Japan. I've ordered a couple of things from there as well. Oh, yeah, of course. You can browse um, the website in English if you log um, into your Amazon account. It's probably best to go through them for pricing. I'm totally not looking at that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. I should keep posting the show. Uh, okay, so we had some more releases this week. May is looking to be a very busy month for Nintendo with ports of Saints Row the Third and a trio of classic Resident Evil games, including Resident Evil 4, coming to Nintendo Switch. This joins Assassin's Creed as well. It's like an, an, a jam-packed indie, well, not indie, third-party month. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm very much looking forward to Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 in particular. I've just finished the Resident Evil 2 remake. I need some more Leon Kennedy in my life, and Resident Evil 4 will <laughs> deliver that to me. So I'm very excited. Is there anything very special nice. about May? Is there a reason that they're targeting May? Is it like bank holiday for kids? Or... There's two British bank holidays, but I doubt it's to do with those. It's just weird. It's very weird. I don't know anything about England, so... You know you like the chocolate. I do. It's, it's either that or they know something that's coming in April and they want to avoid June because Mario Maker's coming then. Maybe. Maybe April and June are packed. But well, Assassin's Creed got announced quite a bit in advance. So for the other two companies to go, yeah, we'll do May as well. It's a bold move. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's kind of weird logic as well, but I, I feel like release dates just don't seem to matter as much on Switch. Like, I feel like games have a longer tail there, you know? So, like, even if it comes out at a somewhat stacked point, like, it'll be on the front page of the eShop for a while, probably, like, people will keep picking it up. Maybe, but can you imagine if, like, you release your game on the same day or the same week that Pokemon released? You've got no chance. Nobody's going to buy your game. They're going to go play Pokemon, hmm. you know? Yeah, it's like Civilization Six, Or, like, Katamari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Civ 6 that literally came on the same as Pokemon, and no one bought it. I ended up buying Katamari later, though, so... Yeah, I got Katamari on the release day. I didn't get smashed, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've got a bit of sweet taste about Saints Row at the moment with THQ Nordic, but, you know... Oh, God. We won't go into that. (laughs) Um, yeah. Somebody at THQ Nordic is getting fired. They put out a statement saying that it was all the PR manager's decision, and he, he didn't do his due diligence, and he accepts full responsibility, and blah, blah, blah. But they still left the link to the AMA there. As of now, he's still the PR guy as well. He's not being shifted, as far as I'm aware. It's absolutely mad. 
But one thing I'm really annoyed about on Resident Evil, going back to that, is that Zero and um, Number One HD, they're getting a physical collection in America when no one else is getting. Japan are getting them as well, I think. Oh, so just Europe's getting just Europe shafted. gets screwed over as usual. Great, yeah, that, okay. That's what, you, that's what you guys get for being yeah. European Nintendo fans. They I do really... not respect you. <laughs> I really want to know if they're on one cartridge, though, because Revelations did the annoying thing where one was on the cartridge and one was a download code. If that's the case, I really don't care about the physical copy. It was this HD and zero, so yeah. they're pretty small, surely. Yeah. So, so I reckon it'll be one cart. They're the GameCube games, but Revelations was even smaller. They were DS games, and they still did the they did one cart in Japan, but everywhere else it was one cart and a download code. Yeah. We'll see. It's, it's, it's entirely to discourage reselling. Maybe, maybe Pete will send you one across so you can find out. Yeah, I was going to say, Steve, if you want, you can just come to Crazy Pete's discount switch imports and <laughs> I will I will send it to you. know what? And I'll give you the friends and family discount. Yeah. <laughs> all you got to do is send me chocolate. Okay, yeah, I can, I can definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> just bubbly chocolate. Have you tried to whisper? They're like arrows. I have not. Yeah, they're pretty good. You'll have to send me that and an arrow, though. I need, I need the guaranteed okay, need payment. What I, else pe- would you like? Peppermint, peppermint only. The the mono chocolate one, not as good. Have you tried an orange? No. I, I couldn't get an orange one for him. I was looking all over, and they're just impossible <laughs> to find. They, they also used to do one. I don't know if they still do. There was white chocolate in the middle. The white that, chocolate oh, bubbles. That one was so good. And oh, then, man. yeah, milk chocolate. I bet I would like time. that one, too. It was really good. Really <laughs> These good. mouths just watering. <laughs> oh, talking about chocolate makes me want to go. I've got crunchies in the fridge. I really want to go get a crunch, you know. Yeah, that's the par. It's the par chocolate. No! It's, it's, Pete, it's honeycomb covered in chocolate. That sounds pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not as good as a Butterfinger, though. I do like Butterfingers. We don't really have them here. They're very difficult to find. Only American imports. Anyway, this is not the chocolate podcast. Is, is, this, a new, is this a new podcast we're doing now? <laughs> Welcome to the candy podcast. <laughs> One day we'll get after dark off the ground and we'll be able to talk about candy and probably just candy. But anyway, uh, so moving right along, um, we got some updates around the whole Microsoft possibly bringing xbox live and xbox game pass and xbox games to nintendo Mm -hmm. switch and it seems more and more that this is happening well the original rumor came from a gdc talk that they've since removed the listing from which was talking about their new xbox development kit which would allow developers to bring xbox live integration to other games and other platforms and now it seems that that relationship might be going a little bit further and there's rumors that one more games are going to be published so Ori in the Blind Forest is rumored and so is Cuphead both of which I would love to see come to the Switch I'd love to see Cuphead in particular um but then yeah Cuphead would be a fantastic I mean both of those games would be great on Switch but then so those are both at the moment uh console exclusives for the Xbox and then further to that there's there's the possibility that Game Pass might be coming to the Switch. So you can stream games from Microsoft's new xCloud service, which has been announced, but we don't know when a release date is yet, uh, directly to the Switch. Yeah, and then there was also the um, the rumor kind of going around 
which if you check out our article on the subject, was originally sourced from uh, Juvideo, which is a French outlet, um, that some of like Xbox's biggest franchises like Halo, Forza, and Gears of War are also like at least being considered for being brought to Switch. No confirmation there yet, but if true, this is huge news. Thing is, <clears throat> I've been hearing about Microsoft and Nintendo wanting to work together in some capacity. Um, at the time, I heard about online. And that, that was so long ago. And since then, like it's slowly just more and more is being adding on to this room, and it's slowly become public. And like Ori in the Blind Forest, I heard from multiple sources that that was going to happen, and one of them being Duke's video that went public with it. That's actually apparently shown up in some distributors as well, according to Eurogamer. Oh, there you go then. You know, that one's pretty much a sealed deal. Game Being Pass. published by THQ Nordic, who has published some Microsoft games on Steam previously. Oh yeah, maybe I won't get it then. Everyone's favourite developer. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Cuphead, you know, great game. Jim, Cuphead is still not on Game Pass. It's bizarre. Really? No, it is one of the only Microsoft exclusives that is not on Game Pass. Such it's one of the only game. Microsoft exclusives that anyone is interested in buying. So... <laughs> Makes sense. I don't know. You're not going to be playing Crackdown 3? I mean, wow. I can't believe it. You know, after all that time, you'd think that the game would be good. It's not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I will definitely pick up another copy of Cuphead. I loved Cuphead um, on PC, but I don't really like playing games on PC. Have, like, you, have you tried I, Cuphead in co-op? Yeah. No, what with Mugman? So fun. <sighs> Me and my girlfriend were shouting at each other at one point because, like, the only way you can save each other is, you know, you have to jump and get the ghost as it goes yeah. up. And if you're nowhere near them, the other person just goes berserk. <laughs> Dude, that game's yeah. so evil good. as well because it ramps the difficulty up as soon as you add a second player uh, into it. Uh, <laughs> like, it makes it easier but also tougher. It really depends. Like, if you're playing with somebody who's competent, it does make it easier. But, like, if you're if they're, like, learning and you're just, like already good it's like <laughs> uh, it's a lot like when you play uh like the the modern like the multiplayer 2d mario stuff mm-hmm. where it's just like we need to work together <laughs> i'm terrible at those by the way terrible i found that out from playing new super mario brothers u deluxe i'm terrible at 2d mario i'm, I'm really excited for this though I, i'm a game pass subscriber and being able to I can bring that six ninety nine subscription with me and stream it when my boyfriend's playing something on the TV. I can p- play something or he's watching some crap and I can carry on playing my game that I was playing on the TV earlier on the Switch and stream it. I don't know if it's going to stream from the internet or if it's going to do the thing that you can already do with the Xbox, which is if you have a PC and you open the Xbox app, you can stream your Xbox to your PC. So I don't know if it's going to mirror your existing Xbox or if it will be like a new service that it will stream down from the cloud. Yeah, I think either or seems possible, but yeah, I'm I'm deeply excited by this because I I love the idea of Game Pass, and if I can snag a Game Pass subscription that works on my Switch, I will be there day one. Um, especially like, you know, with the whole Google Cloud of it all. Like when we had that thing last year where they were having people stream Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Which one? Not Odyssey, the new one. It was, yeah. Odyssey. Oh, Odyssey is the new one. What's the one before that? Doesn't matter. Origins is the one. Before. Origins, thank you. Um, where people were streaming Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and like playing it on like literal like Google Chromebooks with no power at all, and it runs like a dream. 
because cloud computing is finally getting to that place and like microsoft's cloud computing is even better than google's well, so it's already that game odyssey has already been on switch in japan that right. and resident evil 7 both streamed in japan and are still streamable in japan if you buy the you pay for like 180 days worth of access and you can stream the game so Steve. the streaming's already possible I've just yeah, had so a thought, it's... Steve. You've got Xbox Live Pass, whatever it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Is either of the old Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil games, or Saints Row the Third available on it? No. Okay, good. I was wondering if that's why they were trying to shove them as close to May as they can <laughs> before that came out. Uh, actually, the Resident Evil remake might be the uh, the HD remaster might be, but I, and 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 Saints Row might be. <laughs> I know just calls just got added, so if if that's Hold what's on. happening, then um... look. it's interesting. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced that this that that this rumor is exactly what it seems. But the more we hear about it, the more it seems like this is happening, and it's really exciting because I think it's a good strategy for Microsoft. Because realistically, Nintendo is not a direct competitor for them. And I think I said this on the week when this rumor first came out that Microsoft has kind of been pivoting to a strategy of caring more about software sales than hardware. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is something that could really end up benefiting both companies in a big way. And even if the only thing that comes from it is that we get Microsoft published games on Switch, like, I'm about that. I would love to pick up Ori. I've never played it before, and Switch would be a great place to play it. I'd like to actually finish Cuphead on a platform where I want to play it. You'd like to try and finish Cuphead. <laughs> ah, I will beat Cuphead. I so. haven't beat Cuphead. I gave up. I, mm-hmm. I gave up too, but the reason I gave up is because I got tired of playing it on my PC. I don't like sitting in front of my PC to play single player games. And if I could get it on my Switch, I think I could do it. Uh, and then if I can get the Master Chief Collection, forget about it. Well, Saint, Saints Row is available. So is Ori in the Blind Forest. Cuphead and Resident Evil isn't. None of those are available on game pass hmm. um, so but if it's coming yeah maybe i'll maybe i won't buy saints row and i'll just wait and stream it we'll see i think if there's going to be an announcement this would be it seems like this would be an e3 thing there's a rumor that microsoft's going to be unveiling two new consoles one of those being streaming only at e3 so that could potentially tie in with this i think that rumor came from the same place as um the additional info on the nintendo switch microsoft collaboration thing Okay, so, so I mean, probably the same source. Yeah, I don't know that you can take this one to the bank yet, but it seems like where there's smoke, there's fire. So I think I think we're going to be hearing about this one soon. So moving right along to out this week, uh, we've got a short list on Friday, March first. We've got Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Um, like Pixel said, he's been playing it, but he he can't he doesn't have too much to say yet. So hopefully uh, next year he'll he'll have or next year next year Jesus Christ. sounds about right. <laughs> uh, next week he'll have. I mean, some I, hot I know takes. I know Pixel's slow at playing games at times, but next year is a bit might but be is, old news by then. Isn't Toe Jam and Earl a you know a, a five hundred hour JRPG? <laughs> yeah, Am I wrong? it's like it's like Persona. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that'll take him a year. That seems right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we already talked about that one at the top. So you know, it's Toe Jam and Earl. We also have Awesome P, mm-hmm. like the food P E A. Yeah, like the like the food P E A, not like the other thing P E E. 
Um, would be a good game though. Awesome P. I don't. I don't. Let's move on. <laughs> this this looks like one that Pixel would want to play. It's basically green, like an old Game Boy game. I love it. It looks like a classic, like chunky Game Boy thick game. Mm-hmm. And the the P guy. Do you remember the Simpsons episode where it's, I think it's Mr. Shine or Mr. Shiny, and it's like the Japanese Homer. From the he's like it's like a light bulb. Yeah, okay. I it looks like that. that face. It does kind of look like that face. Yeah. <laughs> they call they call him the greedy P. Oh, well, he just In likes the... eating coins. You're talking about Mr. Sparkles, aren't you? Mr. Sparkles, that's it. Mr. Sparkles. <laughs> that's my favorite Simpsons episode. I was always more of a Futurama guy, so I, I remember the gift, but I had not not ever even heard that name before. <laughs> Oh, I love Mr. Sparkles. It's so good. But yeah, it's like it's like a retro platformer in the, the style of an old Game Boy game. And it seems to have like filters on it, like an old CRT filter. Yeah, which is weird because the Game Boy didn't really look like this. I don't know. I, I could see myself giving this one a shot on a shorter, on a, a, a less busy week. Yeah, it's cheap as well. It's only a fiver. Very cheap. And it's, it's super cute. I really like the art style. Uh, might be one to check out. Looks like it's already, like this game already existed. And it's adding new content on the Switch version, I think, as well. Uh, and then we got Tardy, mm-hmm. which is a name. That's what you, that's what you say when people are late, isn't it, oh, in America? Yeah. Oh, we never say that here. never heard that before? No, we never say that here. You guys are weird. Yeah, Finger. we're the weird ones. So it's a point and click? It, yeah, it is. It's like a, it reminds me of like an old LucasArts game, like The Dig. Um, but it also really reminds me of a game I'm playing at the moment called The Way The Way Out, uh, which I bought for 89p. And as I said on the stream, I'm doing a, a feature about those old, those 89p games. So keep an eye out <laughs> for that on lootpots.com. Oh my god. Uh, uh, but there's loads of little puzzles. It seems like the, the focus of the this is there's those little puzzles you do by picking up gadgets and having to piece together things and solve the story and blah, 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 that kind of thing. But it's it looks... Uh, Looks interesting if you're into those old kind of LucasArts style games. Not so much the Scum Engine games, but more the like the ones that are the style of the Dig. It it's uh it's similar to that. Is that it? Is that what we're getting this week? There's not much else. There's not much else. Everything else is on like the we was on the twenty eighth of February, which is tomorrow and we covered it last week. Everyone else is not gonna put out their games because there's a Pokemon Direct this week. <laughs> All right, so we will see you in the future. Yeah, we're going to take our little intermission. We've got what, 20 minutes before the direct starts. So 20 minutes for us, literally no time at all for you. In one second, you'll be able to hear us from the future. So uh, real quick, we're going to switch to our main topic. That was terrible. <laughs> Welcome to the world of tomorrow! <laughs> <laughs> So, we have time-traveled into a much brighter future where Gen 8 of Pokemon has been revealed. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Nice names, man. Nice names. <laughs> I mean, hey, the game is set in jolly old England where it's a world of knights and knights, and that's really all I know about England. Knights and arrows. So, I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> exactly. all, we're all sirs over here. Exactly. So I I can't think of a more appropriate name except for Pokemon T and Crumpets. So that, that should have been it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 
you know, we 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 broke. We watched the seven minute direct. It was all focused on Pokemon Sword and Shield. We got the announcement of uh, the brand new region, which was the uh, Gala region, right? I think it was Gala. Gala, yeah. Gala, Gala. Oh, Gala, Gala. Like, Gala a, right. like a Gala, like a British Gala, but with an R in the end. <laughs> Do you guys have a lot of Galas? No. No. <laughs> all right. Well, we have Gala apples. Oh, I love those. That's about all I know. A Pokemon <laughs> Granny Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Green and Red Apple. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we we got the the a, a slight look at the region. Uh, we got a look at our Gen Eight starters: Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobble. And uh, we got some pretty important questions about Pokemon answered in terms of. Uh, you know, like, will there be old Pokemon in the region? Yes. Will there be a return to a more classic format with gym battles and the Pokemon League? Yes. Hmm. I've got some. I've got some issues with the return to the classic. <laughs> What's that? That your Pokeball Plus is now redundant. No, my issue is the random encounters. Right. It's gone. It's gone back to that. There's no Pokemon floating around in the overworld like there was and in Let's Go. Absolutely which... love it. So I... much better. I way prefer being able to see the Pokemon so I don't have to go and say, no, I don't want another Zubat. No, I don't want another Rattata. Yeah, that is one thing that I wish they would have kept from Pokemon Let's Go. Nah, I'm uh, glad I... they binned it. It was pointless. Like, it makes sense if you're cat, your only aim is to catch Pokemon. You want to see what you're catching. But when you're grinding and training Pokemon, it doesn't really matter what you're fighting anyway. Yeah, fair point, I guess. But you do want to catch them all. I see, I see both sides to that argument for sure, but it's it's not something that like I'm terribly upset by. Uh, I'm I'm definitely more just hyped by what we saw more than anything, you know. Um. So yeah, let's we we can talk about that aspect to it in a second. But what did you guys think about this initial reveal? What do you think about the new region? What do you think about the Pokemon? Are you interested in this game? I know both of you don't really have the history that I do with Pokemon. But it is set in your home country. That's pretty cool. I'm I'm actually really excited for it now. Um, I picked up Let's Go as my next title from Red and Blue, which obviously was a totally different game. Quite did a game. Did you not play Yellow? I didn't play Yellow, no. Wow. Okay. I, I played a bit of Silver, but it was a pirate copy. I didn't know as a kid. And it was all really badly translated and stuff. Um, oh no <laughs> so I'm really excited to go back to Pokemon actually play something that looks more modern and is mm -hmm. more what I know Pokemon to be rather than the let's go type games because um, they did depart from tradition quite a bit and in my opinion some of the stuff wasn't for the better <laughs> so yeah no, it looks good um, I'll be honest it doesn't look amazing but it's definitely piqued my interest, and I'd love to see how this progresses as they develop a bit more and show more, I presume, show more E3, and then a bit later before release. I think it'll only improve from there. Yeah, I, I think that people were probably expecting a bigger jump between these games than was really ever going to happen. Like, I know <laughs> it being the first game on Switch and everything kind of set expectations at a certain level, but, like, the gap between this and their last game is still not that much. So I it's I don't feel like it's been like a from the ground up development process. I think like 
they're rethinking some of the conventions. They literally said we're trying to try new things and like get to the core of what makes Pokemon special. Great. I'm happy about that. But I think anybody expecting the Breath of the Wild style wishlist <laughs> game that I've been asking for was setting themselves up for disappointment. You've got to remember, this game must have been in development before Pokemon Let's Go. So Pokemon Let's Go was really the baseline of where this would be at when it releases, because technically yeah. it should be a lot worse if it started before, but they've obviously patched it up over time and got to the point where they are now. I, I think similar to what we saw with... Okay, so Black and White 2, right? were the games that came out, the last games that came out on the regular DS, and they released after the 3DS had already come out. I think that this is kind of a similar situation where, like, if there is going to be, like, a really upgraded Pokemon, it'll probably be the next set of games rather than this one, which I'm sure is a huge disappointment to a lot of people. But I also wonder if we're ever going to get that game because Pokemon is a series that moves at forward at a snail's pace. You know, it's game freak. Don't ever expect too much from them, but you can expect them to produce a, a solid game that's you know is is enjoyable to play, <laughs> uh, minimum. Yeah, and I think like realistically, man, like if you're a Pokemon fan, like this is all you were really expecting, and it's probably enough for most of us. How did uh, how did you find it, Steve? Was it better, worse than you're expecting? It's 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 about on par i think really is mm-hmm. is a, a visual step up for me from let's go it's not as clean looking and everything's flat mm. there's actual grass for a change um and the there's an actual decent water texture that doesn't look like uh you know something that some leaker might make up <laughs> 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 but uh, on the whole i'm glad to see like pokemon like pikachu and stuff back it confirms that at least the first gens in there. I don't know about all generations are going to be roaming around. There are definitely going to be multiples. Uh, they showed off a couple Pokemon from later gens. Like I, I, I noticed Hoot Hoot was there. He's a Gen Two Pokemon. I'm blanking on some of the others that we saw, but I know that there was a cuts of the battles that also showed some Pokemon from some of the later gens as well. I think Gen Three and Four at least I saw. Um, I, I, I've only watched the trailer once. Like we watched it. I wrote up an article and now we're sitting down to record. So I still need to watch it like 10 more times. Cause I didn't even notice the random encounters when, until you said that Steve, like I was like, did they even show that? So, you know, um, I, I definitely need to like mm-hmm. review it again, but I know that there are Pokemon from multiple generations, which was something that I called out in my article. I got that in my notes. What about the new generation of the three that we've seen? What do you make of those? I'm really, really high on them. I like their designs quite a bit. Um, my only concern is the fire type score bunny. I like it looks like he has like a bandage on his nose yeah. and feet, and I'm really, really afraid that that means he's gonna be a fire fighting type, which is just like <laughs> stop, like just stop doing it. Like we've had so many at this point. Like I don't need another fire fighting starter. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe avoid Score Bunny then. I'm thinking <laughs> I like the look of Grookey the most. I like his design a lot too. He's really cute. But I, 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 as a water fan, I'm really interested in Sobble. I feel like his his base design is like very simple. But I'm really excited to see what 
the evolutions look like for that it's, it's either greek or sobble for me they're the, they're the two best looking ones i think can evolve into something <laughs> really cool i really like score bunny's design actually like i think i think he's super cute he's got like a mischievous kind of look to him and i'm into that reminds me too much of uh, um is it Blazion or whatever it is i, I don't know these pokemon that much but the other fire starter that grows up to be a pig the fox one yeah it's probably a fox i have no idea <laughs> i just imagine it's evolution looking like that just with a few tweaks <laughs> we'll see i mean if, if it's not a firefighting type i'll be happy so but yeah overall i i like this batch um i think this is for me this is always like a really good signifier of how i'm gonna mm-hmm. feel about the decks because the generations where i don't like the starters i often have trouble with like a lot of the other pokemon that come out so I like these, and I like that they're, like, pretty simple. Mm. I I like the more, I don't want to say plain, but I like the more, like, just animal-style Pokemon rather than the, like, here's this crazy machine dragon robot, or, like, it's a What's chandelier. Wrong with you've only, you've only seen three. You've only seen three this time. I know! We're going <laughs> to get a lamp or something or a garbage can. It's going to happen. <laughs> but for a first peek, I, I really like the look of these guys, for sure. What did you guys think? To, have you looked at the map? Yeah, the upside down UK. <laughs> yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. looks like the UK. Yeah, it looks like a mix between the UK and Game of Thrones. <laughs> you've, you've, even, you've even got the wall before the ice there. <laughs> I've I've never seen that much snow in the UK, but uh, it's it looks interesting. It probably doesn't look as big as I would have expected. I think I think it probably is bigger than it. Then again, in the trailer they showed you that kind of pattern on the hillside of like a, a yeah look like the the, the white chalk things that you get we get in the countryside here some some places yeah and looking at that on the map it's unless they've just emphasized it that's really big well yeah and the and the city with big ben in it is ginormous <laughs> oh yeah they they literally changed big ben's clock <laughs> yeah. to a pokeball symbol yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine about it uh, after after the direct, and he's like, "I can't wait for the gym battle inside Big Ben." It's <laughs> like, "Yes, please." Uh, but yeah, I love the look of this region. Um, I saw a lot of people who were kind of complaining. They said that like they felt a little underwhelmed, or that like it looked like it was small. Um, man, people just can't be happy with anything, can they? Uh, I I love it because there's a lot here that's fresh. Mm-hmm. The idea of it being a smaller map is something that i think is fine if it feels lived in and populated yeah which is which is my complaint as to it doesn't feel lived in and populated if i can't see the pokemon whereas if all the pokemon were roaming around and they were filling up the world and i could go and i could say oh in that area that's where i go and i can visually see over there is where all those pokemon live and over there in the snowy mountains i can see that that's where those pokemon live and i can go there and i can visually see them that to me would have been awesome like wandering around in Hyrule and seeing the Bokoblins in the distance and going, well, I'm not going to go over there right. or, or that's where I want to go because I can see the Pokemon that I want over there further away from me. I think in like Pokemon Let's Go, it was used like too much though. There's too many Yeah, Pokemon there were. Like you could go see. into a cave and there'd be like a million Onyxes that are just like spawned. It was way too much. Too many on screen at the same time. I would have settled for, you know, one or two Pokemon in the overworld to give you an indicator mm-hmm. of what might be in that area and then as you walk through the grass like you see them sort of shift between patches yeah, out of your way and that, then... that would be a nice middle ground i just i just think wandering around in an empty world just feels a little bit 
a little bit dead having come from, coming from Let's Go. But none of us play the game. We're only going on a seven-minute trailer. It could feel completely different. On the whole, though, I think it looks really cool. As uh, uh, like it looks like looking at the map and looking at the trailer, there's gonna be tons of different environments and tons of different weather zones and all sorts of climates. And there's probably gonna be a lot to explore. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's gonna be a small one because if you look at the map, everything is connected by a train line. So I guess you can use that to get around. Oh yeah. But every single main area has a train line running to it and going from it. So mm-hmm. yeah, and also I think that like people are reacting to very very little because yeah. like when you look at when you think about like the other regions right like that have been like there's multiple regions based off japan and they flesh them out in ways that are like yeah like the landmass is small but the world itself is mm-hmm. dense and this that's what i that's the impression i get looking at this right because at the bottom seemingly like or presumably where you're going to start it's this rural area there's like a cathedral it looks like and there's also a little broken castle can you see a little broken castle it looks somewhat though from the trailer that the that different characters started in different places at least from what i could see like the guy and the the guy seemed to start in one place in the like countryside and the girl seemed to start in a different area and that's something that's totally possible and like the game might be a lot more open than we think it is you know which i think is something that will be really interesting to see but like in the rural area area there's like these little like you know like it looks like plantations and like you know there's another little settlement on the outskirts there's like these mountains that you're gonna have to cross with the castle that pixel was mentioning there's this big open field with all these lakes and then the city that has like a more traditional like english look to it (laughs) Yeah, all of our cities look like that. Yeah, those are the steampunk <laughs> uh, engines powering all of our cities' yeah. buildings. <laughs> that's that's what we that's what the rest of the world thinks about it. And then, like the snow area, looks like it's pretty robust. And you know that bit just below the snowy bit? Doesn't it look like Big Thunder Mountain from Disneyland? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but like the fact that there's like multiple big cities as well as like multiple different patches of like countryside there's like this little harbor town there's a town in the forest it looks like like i don't know i feel like there's going to be a lot of environments here that are are unique yeah and like we saw the tunnels that look like they're like for mining and stuff like there was like an island that was like like pictured that looked like it was kind of tropical which doesn't appear to be on the map which could maybe post like point to post game or something like i don't know there's a lot of unanswered questions but I feel like people are judging too harshly. Like they're counting their chickens before they hatch. We know very little here, and the possibilities are are still pretty fucking wide open. What do you guys think um, on the map in the left hand side near the top before the ice? There's like a a doorway with funky patterns on it. What do you think that could be? I, it looks like that might lead into the forest. Oh, okay. And I'm wondering, I can't tell if this looks like there's like a gym here because there's like this purple structure. If you actually look like every, not every town, but most towns have a structure that looks very similar, but is a different color. Mm. So I'm presuming they've already marked out where all the gyms are. Yeah, and I I definitely think that looks like the gyms because in the screenshot I posted in my article at the bottom, that definitely looks like the characters walking up to a gym Mm -hmm. with like a, a grass symbol. Um, so I, I think you're probably right that that's, that's maybe the forest's gym or whatever. But if you look on the map, it's the one that's surrounded by the fields, because that one's green. It's got the green circle on it, like the screenshot had, a green circle with a leaf on it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I do see that. 
So how many gyms are there? We should be able to count them roughly on this. I, I'm only seeing... I can only see like four. So there's, there's... Yeah. Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, and then I presume the big towns have one built in. Yeah, maybe that we just can't see because like there's all this... The... Well, there was the stadium somewhere, but I, I can't see the stadium on the map. Oh, unless that's it there. I think that's in the big city at the top. No, it looks like it's to the uh, northwest of Big Ben, if that's what it is. Oh, yeah, that could be it, too. Oh, there's a little lighthouse over there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that looks like a harbor town. There's a lighthouse and boats and, and a gym there. I, I found that Let's Go was big enough for me, and I, I don't know that I want a game that's much longer than 20 hours at this point anyway. like, And that was 20 hours just for the main campaign without going through and catching everything. If it fits that, I think people will be happy. I hope people will be happy. But it's the internet. <laughs> Steve so. will be happy anyway. I will. It's not very brown, so I'm very pleased. It looks very green. It's very green. places. It's such a weird question to think about like how long the game is and and like is the pacing going to be different than previous pokemon games because you have to imagine it's going to be a 60 dollar game not a 40 dollar game so mm -hmm. they're gonna have to beef it up in some way they can't just give us an up res 3ds game and charge us 20 bucks more for it wasn't let's go full price yeah and a lot of people were not happy about that they sold 10 million copies people still that's, bought it that's not that much for pokemon game I don't think the reason people didn't buy it was the price, though. I think the reason people didn't buy it was because the, there was a lot of things ripped out that wasn't a Pokemon game. Yeah, there was a stigma <laughs> there for sure. I, I want to think that there's going to be more to this game than previous generations because they've said that they're trying new things. They said they wanted to really like give the series a kick in the ass when it moved to consoles. It's going to have a heftier asking price. There's more under the hood. I don't know. I'm interested to see. It, it, I feel like... There's just, there's so much speculating to be done here, but I don't want to, like, get too in the weeds, because, like, we're going off seven minutes here. I'm I'm curious as to how this is going to line up with Town, which is also due this year. If this is coming late 2019, Town's presumably coming before then? Is this... Town's coming in 2020. I don't think there's any way that game's coming out. I really don't. I don't know. It depends how long this has actually been in the bag for. Um, if they were literally releasing Let's Go to polish this game, then... They'll be on localization at this stage, surely, if it's coming out in November. Oh, well, localization's already happened. We know that because they were hiring for... The Pokemon Company International were hiring specific translators for EU languages. Okay. So, And that was back in like January, wasn't it? That was started in December, the hiring process. So they're easily localization. Yeah, they're easily in localization now. So Town has probably got the development focus from here on with a small team polishing up what's left of Shield and Sword. But it's when, the, it's the when that in. comes out, though. Like, if this is due out November, which we think it probably is, because they've said late 2019, the last one came out in November, this one probably will as well. It, is Town coming out June, July, August? We've not heard anything about it other than that one video. And that was a working title of Town. Yeah, that's just why I don't feel like this game that game is coming out in 2019. I think it, it might have been intended there, there originally, but I think a lot like Fire Emblem did, we're going to see it slip just because we've got no proof of concept. I can't imagine they're going to release it within three months of Pokemon. That seems crazy. And I have a hard time thinking that it as a game that didn't have a name and was a rough concept is done before this game, which has seemingly been in development for, what, two or three years? Depends, depends on how long it is. 
If they even stated it's a paid game, it could be a free-to-play. What you know? No, true. they haven't stated anything, but it yeah, did look like, very polished, and I don't know that Nintendo would want to release a paid, uh, free-to-play game on Switch. If it's if it's a totally like different game than what we're expecting it to be, then you know all bets are off. But if it's a sixty dollar boxed RPG, then I just have such a hard time thinking it's coming out in twenty nineteen. I really do. It looks like yeah, it's totally the same agree. engine as Pokemon, though. Like they do look similar when you look at the games now. Yeah, but even so, man, like Game Freak is not that big. Like they have multiple teams. They've worked on multiple games at, at the same time before, but like. For them to be, like, releasing a brand new IP, like, do you really think they're going to do that in the shadow of the first Pokemon game on Switch? It just seems like such a, it seems like a tone-deaf move. Like, maybe I'm putting my foot in my mouth, who knows, but, I like, if I was a betting man, I just, I have to think Town's going to be a 2020 game. We might see more of it at E3, and I think they're going to tell us that it's it's pushed. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've got the I've got the video open. Yeah, it was. I know it was only a 45 second reveal, but it look, and again, it could be a nice vertical slice, but it looks pretty comprehensive. We'll see. I reckon it's a similar release. It's it, it's very likely if they're making this like a massive RPG that will get pushed. But if it's like a a smaller RPG that's it already looked kind of polished, I reckon it will hit summer, and Pokemon will hit November. That would be wild, especially if Town is, like, a hit. Like, big year for Game Freak. Do you think we're going to get any, like, collector's edition switches to go with Sword and Shield this year? Presumably. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to imagine. So, at the very least, I think we'll get, like, what we saw with Smash with, like, a fancy dock and some Joy-Cons. Well, they did the same thing with um, uh, Pikachu and Eevee with the brown Joy-Con. Yeah. So, I mean, like, come on. There's no way they're not going to do that. <laughs> a blue one and a red one. I'd be about that. If it was like the sword logo and the shield logo, like I'm on both mm. of them, that'd be cool. Do you know what the best thing about those logos is? They actually look worse than a lot of the fake ones that were going around. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Chaos one looked pretty decent when I saw that. Have you seen the Japanese ones of these? I haven't actually seen them. Apparently look really good, but I've not seen them. I'm really interested about these logos because a lot of times, like, the logos and the names point to, like, what the legendaries are or what the themes of the game are. And, like, they're both wolves. So, I don't know what to make of that. I'm wondering if maybe we'll get, like, one legendary with, like, two different forms or something like that. Or, I don't know. It could be a case because if you look at them, they're they're both wolf heads. Obviously, one's red, one's blue, but they're also facing opposite directions, away right. from each other. So it could be a case that it's like two kingdoms at war. Maybe you do start in two different regions based on what faction you choose or which copy of the game you choose. That would be really interesting. That's what I was gonna say. Like when Steve said the thing about starting in different regions, like I wonder if maybe sword starts in the rural region and shield starts in the city region or whatever. Like that would. That would be a fucking total game changer. And talk about stuff that would get me to spend $120 on the same game twice. It it kind of goes hand in hand with what happened in Go, where you you choose your faction, essentially, and that affects things you can do in the game. If this game's got, I presume they've got a lot more to reveal to make this like a showstopper at E3. We didn't see any online stuff at all. Yeah. So maybe... It could play a big role in that. 
Yeah, and I think that's something that's really important to reiterate. Like, everyone who's already, like, talking about this as if we know anything is, like, so naive just because you think about Sun and Moon. When they originally re- revealed Sun and Moon, it's like, oh, it's in a tropical region or whatever. Like, we didn't even know about, like, Alolan forms and stuff until a few months later, if memory serves. So it's like – and that was such a big thing about that game and the marketing around it. So – the fact that they're like, we're trying new things. It's like, there's so much here that we have no idea about. And anything that we said is on the table or could be totally far-fetched and crazy. You so. know Detective Pikachu's going to be in this 100%. Oh, now. yeah. I actually think, because they mentioned at the end of the video that there's a lot more to come from the Pokemon company this year. I wonder if another yeah. Detective Pikachu came, is coming from Creatures. I could see that, or maybe a port. Maybe we'll finally get Game Boy Virtual Console. No. Please, please <laughs> add Game Boy to the Nintendo Switch Online app and give me all the Pokemons. <laughs> then I can finally stream Red and Blue on our damn Twitch channel. No, I think they're actually developing another mobile app um, as well. So maybe Ooh. it's more to do with that than to do with another brand new game. Oh, I mean, that Pokemon could be possible. Quest too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Probably something that integrates better with the upcoming game, I imagine. So in the trailer, you know these scenes where you um, obviously you had, is it Shigeru and, uh, talking? And they yeah. have like the background scenes with, you mm-hmm. know, the cogs spinning like we have in England, you know, those massive cogs. Um, did you notice like the shops and stuff in the background? I didn't. So no. it looked like there were like fast food joints, vending machines. It's kind of, I'm not sure what the other one is, but it's like a sign with Pikachu's head on and it's two colors either side so i reckon there's gonna be a lot of like mini games like soccer oh god i hope so additional I wonder if you, things to do i wonder if you can get a job like you can in persona go work at the burger place and get some money that'd be genius that's something that like i've really wanted in pokemon like i know when we talked about the wish list one of the things i i brought up was like side quests like i'd like there to be like more events that are just like you doing things in the world of pokemon that don't have to do with like battling or gyms necessarily and like i'm fine with there being battles in them but like doing some stuff where you're like oh like there's the you go to the plantations or the ranches or whatever and there's like some predatory pokemon eating all the crops you gotta go stop them you know or like oh you're in the city like why don't you go play a game of soccer with your pokemon like that sounds cool i hope they do do something like that i think Football's probably, I say it's football, but I noticed he was wearing a glove on one of his hands, so maybe it's not football. But um, things you like that. You guys don't have football in England. <laughs> Sorry, soccer. <laughs> but yeah, I hope they do things like that, and I hope the reason they included that in the trailer was to tease that it's more than just a cool Pokemon game, that there's all these additional things you can do, and I hope that's the direction they're going to go to expand it, make it a bit more interesting. Yeah, I completely agree. That's kind of my number one hope for this game, is that even if it's not the like Breath of the Wild style uh, reboot that I'm looking for, that it's a game where like they're comfortable taking risks and trying new things, because I think the new things that they did try in Sun and Moon paid dividends, but my other big request is that I don't want another story like they had in Sun and Moon. Like, I don't want cutscenes and all that stuff. There was way too much dialogue. <laughs> like, I'm not interested in that stuff. It's not, they're not good at it. It doesn't add anything. It literally just feels like I'm being got like a child being guided by the hand, you know, as opposed to being like a kid on an adventure, which is like what Pokemon is all about. So, 
if they want to include like a rival or a companion or whatever again like all about that that's fine I don't need more than one character to bounce off of and I don't want to see that motherfucker more than like four times in the whole game <laughs> like we run into each other and it's like oh you suck or oh you're my best friend let's battle like that's it that's all we need otherwise <laughs> get rid of them I liked that they, they changed it in let's go to uh, being a friendly enemy rather than a total absolute jackass I don't have a problem with it being a friendly rival, but that kid sucked. He was so he was like the human equivalent of flower. If he was a book, he'd be two books. He's just so bland and like milk toast. Just like, oh, you gotta wake up. We gotta go on our adventure. Oh, you're my best friend. You're so much better than me. Oh, it's like I want somebody who actually feels like they're imposing and like they're a challenge to me, not just some dude who's like content to be your number two <laughs> i'm the other good trainer from pallet town it's like yeah you're a joke dude <laughs> oh god i i i really want them to i don't know about all the other pokemon games because obviously me and pixel have played like none but i i don't want it to be your uncle who gives you your first pokemon and he's the professor again it feels like the same um excuse me he's not your uncle he's just the professor in town whatever he is don't don't come at me I thought he was the uncle. You don't even know he about is. Pokemon. He's the uncle or no. granddad in one of them. He's the grandfather of Gary, the Uriah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, there you That's go. the only game where that happened. Whatever. The one I just played. <laughs> <laughs> Every other one, it's just some random guy who's like, I am a scientist. It is my honor-bound responsibility to give you a Pokemon so you don't die in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a british version i hope they just go get out of town push you out go on off you go <laughs> best you just, of luck yep you just find a pokeball like in the trash or something well, that'll do. oh god i'm just oh, imagining the localization the now though it's going to be like governor and all sorts of like cockneyisms everywhere jolly, really, jolly good battle really... <laughs> <laughs> fancy a battle mate <laughs> I would love if your rival just called you Gov. Not Governor, oh, but Gov. <laughs> I, think, I think Bruv would be more fitting, though. Yeah, it really would, yeah. I would actually like that if your rival was your brother. That'd be cool. Like your brother <laughs> or sister. That'd be fun. <laughs> Especially if we, if they go with the whole, uh, like, both games start you in different parts of the map. It could be like a, um, what was that movie with Lindsay? Birth, yeah, that like, movie with Lindsay them. Lohan. <laughs> It's like, we're twins, and one of us is British, and the other's American. We gotta oh, reunite and get our yeah, parents back parent together trap. in the power of Pokemon <laughs> battles. Oh. That's my number one request for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I want it to be a family story like Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> we still didn't get a free roam camera, did we? Um, doesn't that like it, does it? Oh, no. No, it's, it's isometric, guys. Get over it. <laughs> it's not even really isometric anymore, though. It's like it's like half. Like they showed angles where, like, when you were walking down the the stairs that one time, or like when they were at like the hill where it was like more behind your character. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're experimenting with it. I wonder if maybe next generation we might actually get all the press screenshots they've put out are the cameras behind you. Right. Or the, so... the side one, isn't it? That's one where in the video they're running, and you see the side. Yes, view. the side view. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's going to be a more dynamic camera rather than, like, a fixed position. I would love to see them actually go full third person at some point. I think that would really help uh, 
make the world feel a little bit more real if you could like see things off in the distance and mm-hmm. be walking toward them and stuff like that's that's something i'd really like to see but i'm not surprised that they haven't made that change <laughs> pokemon's gonna pokemon so any closing thoughts on this before we wrap it up uh i hope they improve the shadows <laughs> yeah i we got nine to ten months for polish so fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed that we don't see some of those frame issues that seem like might be kind of cropping up again but again it's pokemon it's game freak so as to be expected at some point uh but yeah so if you want to let us know what you thought about the reveal of pokemon sword and shield or any of the other stuff we talked about this episode which i'm not gonna lie to you i don't even remember what else we talked about this episode (laughs) this is all that's on my mind for the next 10 months reggie how Uh, did you forget reggie leaving oh you're right okay we need the best reggie <laughs> so if you want to write in about the end of Reggie's career with Nintendo of America, Pokemon, or whatever else, you can hit us up at potscast at lupots.com. That's P-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at lupots.com. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can hit us in the comments down below. Give this video a like, share it with your friends, subscribe to the channel, click that notification bell so that you know when the next episode of the podcast goes live or when Pixel uploads the last six months of them again uh, at the end of the year. <laughs> If you're an audio listener, make sure you give us a like on your platform of choice. Bounce over to iTunes. Give us one of those sweet five-star reviews. Help the show get recognized. Share it with your friends. Visit us at LoopPots.com or follow at LoopPots wherever your social media is sold. Just kidding. We're only on Twitter. Uh, So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. See you all next week.